0: Okay, this is wild. There is this drink that's really trendy. You can find it right now at your local, uh, like, Dunkin' or Starbucks. And this is wild. It can help treat depression. I am talking about green matcha tea. Hmm. Apparently, there's a brand new study that determined that it can help treat depression because it activates the same networks in your brain as popular antidepressants, and then on top of it, you're getting all those antioxidants and all those feel good things that are great for your body hmm. at the same time. So I'm thinking maybe I need to try one of these things. I I know green tea by itself, I don't do very well. I do yeah. way better with peach green tea if I hmm. brew it at home. But maybe we should all be getting green matcha drinks next hmm. time we're out, and we'll we'll be in a great mood.
1: So uh, Taylor was just sharing with us that green matcha tea. Apparently has all kinds of great health benefits and stuff for you. I have a question about all of these studies that come out about what does and doesn't have good health benefits. We're going to talk about that next. So it seems like every day there's another study coming out that says drink more green tea, drink less green tea, have a coffee. It's going to extend your life by seven years. Oh, by the way, if you drink too much coffee, you're cutting years off the end of your life. How do you know what to believe? But... Here's what I would find interesting, Taylor. If you took all the studies that say, oh, you should get eight glasses of water every day. You should get three glasses of green tea. You should have one cup of coffee. You should have two glasses of red wine. Could you possibly humanly consume all of the stuff (laughs) that they tell you to consume to live five years longer? Or would you constantly be doing nothing but drinking all these magical potions and peeing? And that's it. I'm sure you've seen uh artists go to Las Vegas and do what they call a residency now. Yeah, it's kind of, of a that. big deal. Like Adele did one, set a record for the ticket Celine price and Dion. stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Lots of people do it. U two announced that they're gonna do one. Let's talk about U two and ticket prices next. Okay, so U two, they're gonna do a residency in Las Vegas to like open some new auditorium to see concerts supposed to be like a state of the art kind of place and uh-huh. stuff. And people are speculating how much tickets are gonna cost because they haven't released it yet Uh-oh. some people are even saying their the starting price is going to be like minimum 500 bucks
2: what to go
1: and see you too at this fancy schmancy place in las vegas right so um and it got me to dig out i saw you too many many years ago on the joshua tree tour so this is back in like the oh, 80s cool. i dug out my ticket and i had to scrimp and save for this it was 19 bucks <laughs> wow
0: <laughs> my how times have changed i know right What would you say is one of the most intense moments of your life? Mm,
1: Marriage, birth of a baby. Those are good, yeah. Buying a a house.
0: Yes, they just surveyed people and learned. Most of us say we have about 11 intense moments a year. So what are the biggest? Getting a pet. That really is a big deal. A lot of times you have like many sleepless nights. Intensely
1: happy. Yeah. Yeah. Uh
0: Uh, Falling in public. That's just... Part of my everyday life. Uh getting a promotion, watching your team in a make or break game. Mm. That stresses me out so much. A family feud, getting married, buying property, a breakup, and the number one most intense moment: moving. Mm, that That's a lot. Oh, you know. What I, do you think I, about packing up all your I stuff. I read the
1: other day, you just triggered a thought here. Um Dusty F Dostoevsky. I can't even say his name said. That the two biggest moments of our lives, we have absolutely no control over.
0: Earth and death?
1: Yeah. <laughs> Isn't that crazy? I mean, yeah. when you think of it in that perspective. Makes sense. And then he goes and we spend the rest of our time in between pretending we're in control of something. <laughs> <laughs> I think everybody that's a follower of Jesus, we long for people who don't know him To know him, right? Because we want them to have the joy that we have, the hope that we have. And that's why uh, Taylor and I, we were both so excited about the He Gets Us campaign.
0: Yeah, it's a nationwide campaign all about raising the respect and relevance of Jesus. I mean, they've got billboards, TV ads, and get this, Kev, I just learned he gets us is sponsoring Family Days at Major League Baseball games. How
1: great is that, right now? If you want to get involved, they've created a fans community, and if you sign up, sign up for it, you're going to get cool stuff like a prayer guides and Bible studies, all kinds of great stuff. All you have to do to sign up, by the way, is text the word "fans" to seven zero one nine three. That's fans to seven zero one nine three. I know Taylor, you you were one of the first people to sign up. Oh
0: yeah, signed up right away, and not only that, but you get exclusive updates on new ads, events other exciting news related to the He Gets Us movement. And all you do is text the word FANS to 70193. So have you had any weird animal encounters lately? I
1: have five dogs. Um, Every day is a weird animal encounter. <laughs> like a, not a domestic animal,
0: I should say. So I have an ongoing one with a bird. Okay. And I can't wait to tell you what's up. So I've had an ongoing encounter with a wild animal and uh, by the way, see if you can help me, because I think there's definitely some kind of spiritual lesson okay. in what this bird has been doing. So <laughs> I get back to my car after work one day and I'm like, what is, oh, ugh, what is all that? And a bird had, you know, gotten bird poop on my car. And then I could tell by the way the, the side mirror looked. I'm like, oh, the light bulb immediately came on. Mm mm-hmm. I think a bird saw himself in the mirror and started attacking himself. <laughs> like, get out of my territory. And he's just fighting himself. Well, yesterday, one of our coworkers caught it on video for me. Hmm. She had arrived uh, at the ra- at the radio station, saw it happening. And then she said two hours later, so when she was leaving work, um, they were still doing it. And there was two birds. And it was almost like they were like, We got to protect our territory. Look at this guy. I'll attack him. And then fly away from the mirror because they were still out there when I got to my car. And then the next one, it would bring in reinforcements.
1: And there's there's got to
0: be some type of spiritual analogy there. Now, temporarily, my plan is I forgot today is to clean up the car, get Mm -hmm. the mirror all clean. And then just hang a little towel on the mirror when I come That's in. That's a good idea. And then the bird can't see himself no, or herself. The bird will,
1: birds will probably be like, camouflage. <laughs> <laughs> he's, he's under there.
0: <laughs> I know he is. I've seen him before. But it just, it reminds me of like just that whole concept of so many times, especially spiritually, we can definitely be our own worst enemy. Hmm. And we think we're like, get out of my way. And then we're like, oh. If I just look in the mirror, the problem is me. <laughs> I'm the one that needs to change. I'm the one that needs to focus more on on God and trying to be more like Jesus. You and instead, you're like. Yeah.
1: <laughs> Taylor, dream a little dream with me, okay? You can open Taylor's Cafe. It serves whatever kind of cuisine you like. Hmm. What would it be? Let's talk about that next. Okay, so the other day I was thinking like, you know what? If this radio thing ever didn't work out, I think I might like to open like Kev's Cafe. Really? Yeah, 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 yeah. We'd serve world's greatest coffee, of course, you know, like Buddy the Elf style. <laughs> We'd have a sign up front, world's yeah, greatest cup of coffee. would be cute. But I think it would be, I'd do like a breakfast brunch place.
0: Okay. Like
1: French toast, like thick brioche French toast and bacon on the side. And
0: would this be like a restaurant where you hire a top chef, like huh. your wife? No, that'd
1: be me. You would cook? Oh, yeah, I'd do it. <laughs> I don't, but it'd be a thing where the grill was facing the patrons so I could chat with them while I was making their.
0: Oh, so you want to work at Waffle House? (laughs) Yeah.
1: (laughs) Except we're calling it Kev's Cafe.
0: (laughs) Exactly. (laughs) Okay, so you asked me if I had my own cafe, Mm -hmm. um, what would it be? What would it be? What would I serve? Based on things that I cook really, really well, yeah, I think I would call it carb heaven. And I would make the oatmeal pancakes that I make with okay. real maple syrup and fresh fruit and a little bit of whipped cream on top. I Would, make, would you do
1: that when you yeah. put it on top? You have to make that noise when you do it? Yeah. And then I would
0: make um, the Collins chocolate cake with the brewed coffee and the okay. batter and the frosting. And then I would make my mom's famous carrot cake which has a whole can of crushed pineapple in it.
1: So we're having three types of cake, pancakes, yes. <laughs> carrot cakes, and chocolate cake. And
0: we're going to call it carb. Instead of carb heaven, I want to call it carb paradise. <laughs> How do you like that name?
1: like it. <laughs> I'm upset with social media. I'm upset with what's the couple, the Magnolia people?
0: Chip and Joanna Gaines. Yes,
1: I'm upset with them. I have lived a pretty Chip and Joanna Gaines free life up to this point. My wife has never watched the show, wasn't you know familiar with them and what they do, but had never watched the show. Well, somehow she watched a couple of episodes of their show, and I think they have raised the expectations of what I can do and what our house could look like <laughs> way too high. And I keep trying to tell her, no, 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 this is like when you you know you see a picture of join the gym and they show some guy with six pack abs, right? You know, yeah. Like, uh, okay. That, that that's that's like the extreme ideal. I, I don't know that we can hit that. <laughs> right. You got to remind
0: her that there's this huge team behind the scenes right, exactly. doing all the
1: work. Exactly. Yeah. So uh, Chip and Joanna and uh, No love from me. Thanks, guys.
0: (laughs) Do you have any really unique animals in your family? I know you do, Kev. Five dogs. Wait till Hmm. you hear about this little baby cow. That's one of a kind. I can't wait to tell you about this next. So do you have any super unique animals in your family? I know my friend Mike, his mom has a parrot name. Yes, Mikey. (laughs) But check out this little baby cow. It was born in Australia recently, and on the side of the cow, it's like one of those dairy cows that's all black and white, like mm-hmm. the Chick-fil-A cows. It looks like a child drew a little smiley face with eyes, nose, and a mouth. Oh. And so they named this little calf Happy, and he just found a forever home. He got adopted by um, this, this little park, Lardner Park, and he's going to be the mascot. He gets like 300 acres to graze on, and he's going to make everyone happy when they drive into this park. Coming up in a minute, wouldn't you say one of the most challenging parts of having a dog is who takes care of it when you're away?
2: Hmm.
0: Hey, wouldn't you say one of the most challenging parts of owning a dog is how emotional it is when you have to leave them home alone? I mean, even like when Glenn and I would leave Alex the Wonder Mutt, we felt so guilty. Hmm. Um, So it's really one of the most stressful things about dog ownership is who's going to take care of your pup when you're away. Well, check this out. A new smart device called Companion builds itself as an all-in-one nanny and tutor for your dog. (laughs) It stimulates and entertains Fido while you work. It plays games, monitors your dog's health, and dispenses treats. And um, I watched the the promo video. I would have gotten you a clip of it, but it was like just kind of boring. And it's funny. I watched that video and I thought, are our dogs going to suddenly start trying to like get the roomba to pop out a treat because we're like okay these little like robot looking things they give me food so i'll go around the whole house right
1: find the robots find the ones that pop out treats i'm worried that the robots are going to replace us right well the, but
0: the robot can't snuggle with your dog
1: do, do, well i'm sure if somebody in ai dog. is working on that right oh, now that's
0: true <laughs> hey this is your guaranteed to put you in a good mood story of the day good news. This is such an incredible example of the power of music. This guy named Ian is 71 years old, and he has Guillain-Barre syndrome, which left him mostly almost totally paralyzed. And he says music cured him. So here's what happened. His doctors decided, let's see if music therapy could, quote, open up his brain. Well, Ian happens to love the Carpenters, so he started listening to them every night before bed and trying his best to sing along. Well, guess what?
1: I was gonna—that's not. I was gonna say, "Wow, he sounds just like her."
0: <laughs> no, that was really the Carpenters. Okay, I got it. Okay. Uh, listening to the Carpenters every night, singing along—it worked. Not only is Ian no longer paralyzed, his first goal was to walk through the door of his home. He's now walking like two miles a day. No kidding. Isn't that incredible? The All power All because of, of the music. carpenters. Yeah. Wowzers.
1: That's why birds suddenly appear. <laughs> What's his name? Ian. Whenever Ian draws near. <laughs>
0: So I love hearing the story behind a song or a TV series or even how an actor or musician got their start. Mm -hmm. Um, I was watching this TV series where basically the whole world ends because of fungus. It's pretty fascinating. (laughs) Wait,
1: after COVID, you watched that for entertainment? I did. Okay. It was so good.
0: (laughs) And um, they showed this one scene was supposed to take place in the snow and they get to this town in Canada Mm -hmm. and there's no snow. So they have to look for all these little snow and they trucked in like 30 dump trucks of snow and they had to like, make it look you know, like manicure it, it make okay. it look great. Snowed that night.
1: <laughs> <laughs>
0: can you imagine those poor set designers, what they go through? One of my favorite parts of the show is when we get to check in with our producer Griffin. You never know what's going to be going on in the life of a busy husband and dad of young right. kids. And right. he says... He's got a bone to pick with the other parents in the neighborhood. They're making his life more difficult.
2: <laughs> All right, we'll find out what's going on next.
0: So, Griff, you say the other parents in the neighborhood are making your life more difficult?
2: Yes. On school nights, they're letting their kids just run around basically past the sun going down.
0: Uh-oh. Where my kids
2: are on a schedule, they are structured. <laughs> these are kids they play with in the neighborhood. They're friends. They love playing with these kids after school, but at a certain time, my kids come in and go. have dinner, have piano practice, get showers. You know, it's time to go to bed. Wait, and do, they're do hearing the giggles the and screams. Yes. Uh. To get them
1: to come in for piano practice, do you have that whistle
2: like the dad in the sound of music? I <laughs> <laughs> might need that. <laughs>
0: so they've got major FOMO, even though they're seven and six.
2: Yeah, we try to downplay it, but like my kids are literally in bed. And these other neighborhood kids are still running around
0: screaming. Like, how long do these
2: kids stay up? Come on, get control of your kids, parents.
1: Like, this is ridiculous. Yeah, those kids are probably telling your kids like, yeah, well, well, then we had pizza for dinner and I watched the late show. Probably so.
2: <laughs>
0: that would create so much trouble, especially this time of year as it stays lighter right, longer right, and it's exactly. hard to get into bed as it is. Yeah. It's
2: like, mm-hmm. can we and- just push through the next few weeks? Let's get done with school. Once school's over, you know, then they, they can, can stay, stay out, out a little later, play, but yeah. yeah, right now, come on. <laughs> <laughs> Taylor, you and your husband love to travel, right? Yes. Yeah,
1: okay, so do my wife and I, and uh, apparently Americans do, and not only do they like to travel, they like to do it with their significant other. We're going to talk about that next. Okay, so they came out with a survey, Taylor, and three in five American couples say that a romantic vacation has saved their relationship. Wow.
0: How about that? That's huh? fascinating. So
1: keep on traveling, y'all. They're saying the top reasons that people like to go on vacation, uh with their better half a uh, sense of adventure, see places that you've never seen, experience something new. Um, but the biggest thing is quality and significant time mm. with my significant other.
0: That's really cool. How about
1: that? That's pretty cool.
0: So, Kev, you were saying that the number one reason husbands and wives love traveling together is just that that time alone, yeah. just the two mm-hmm. of them? I can so empathize because we'll have this happen to us a lot. Um, I even had a friend reach out that I haven't seen in like 10 years and say, oh, we want to travel with you and Glenn. And we've had family members say they want to travel with us and friends and the reason they do is because they know Glenn does all the planning <laughs> mm. and we just had a friend do it the other night. Like she even said right in front of her husband, cause he's not that into travel. She goes, well, if Taylor and Glenn want me to go along, I'm going to say, pack my bags and you handle the company <laughs> business, babe, I'll mm. be back. Mm. And, um, so we'll like talk about it, but it would change the dynamic of the trip so much because so much of our travel, you're, you and Tracy are probably the same way. We make it up as we go. So, if you suddenly had to compare notes with another two people or three people, like, hey, uh, is this okay if we eat here? And hey, what time do you want to meet for breakfast? It mm. would really complicate yeah, it a lot. Yeah,
1: yeah, add in those other opinions. <laughs> yes.